The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.
Well, very good evening to you. This is Totally Wired on Fresh FM, and it's Sunday, February the 27th. Uh, and we're going to be playing stuff from 1987 and talking about 1987 as we move through the years. How are you, Jack? Um, uh, I'm, you I'm can't you just shrug your shoulders like you know, yeah, you're yeah. okay, but nothing, yeah. not great, not, not, not great, not too yeah, bad, not yeah. great, not too bad, like, just in the middle, pretty kind of like languid, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the James Taylor Quartet and Blow Up, mm-hmm. and it was um, their first single ever, mm. Mm. and it was just a Herbie Hancock cover. Yes, and very good, mm. indeed. Yeah, uh, so these to be uh, kind of in, in a band called The Prisoners, James Taylor. Anyway, uh, so what what have you got for us in 1987? What sort of things? 1987. This was the year when The Simpsons first aired on television. Wow. Yeah, they showed that they were first uh, as a cartoon short on the Tracy Ullman show, and this series was aired on Fox News Television, Fox television network which was just a brand new network yes. by the way <laughs> um, 48 and now, Simpsons and now they, they, they take the mickey out of it mercilessly don't they yeah. the show itself I mean constant mm. mock mock Fox yeah yeah, which is pretty ironic yeah. 48 uh, Simpsons shorts were shown and um, then they turned into their own series by 1989 right yeah. also all the show all the characters that were voiced um, initially on the show um, ended up to end, end up voicing them for the full length series. Oh, that, that was good. Mm, so they did found the perfect actors so yeah, immediately. Yeah, they didn't, didn't like drop them when they became successful or something. No, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anything else from 1987? Give us a taste, a taste of something else. Um, so there's multiple things that happen, such as um, a West German young man flying a small plane into Moscow. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, that'll be interesting. We'll talk about that after, can we? Yep. Reagan. Because Moscow's kind of in the news. Oh, it's, I guess so, yeah. If we're looking to the future. Um, Reagan lived, delivers a speech at the Berlin Wall. Um, and did, did he go to the Berlin Wall? Of course he did. I know you say, of course he did, but I don't remember. You were alive I mean, at the time. I know, I, was, I, was al- <laughs> I know I was alive at the time. It doesn't mean I remember things, does it? You know? Uh-huh. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. I was... Mm-hmm probably missed that bit that's, I guess that just shows how old you're getting now yes that's exactly right thank you Jack hmm. uh, this is we're placing music on that this is Talk Talk
that was Talk Talk uh, and the colour uh, Happiness is Easy from the album The Colour of Spring now you were quite taken by that Jack yeah uh, because because I don't know how to describe it right okay. and it's also really unique and really good yeah um, I, I just, it just struck me how different music is now in the late 80s we started in um, you know the mid 50s and back then when you listen to a song you knew exactly what genre it belonged to you know it was a rock and roll song or it was a soul song yes and then you go into the 60s same thing still you know where everything lies 70s there's much more genres and there's more crossover but you can still figure out oh yeah this is mostly disco and a bit funk a bit of funk um and then just after um the sex pistols it's like music completely sort of delineates from it, their genres and now everything is just has moved out to mm-hmm. well um create lots of genres that still have these you know ingrained roots <laughs> but still, then they're still defined as a genre even even though yeah there's still genres that exist and have bands within them but then the, there's bands like talk talk Mm-hmm. And well, are they a rock band? Well, no, they play rock instruments. They use rock instruments, but the music they're playing isn't rock. And then, it's, you can, is it post-rock? Well, not really, because they're singing a mm-hmm. lot and mm-hmm. quite melodically. Yes. So, what is it? Yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought you were going to answer. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know either. But so genres have been created, weren't they? Mm. And maybe by the musicians themselves, or by music journalists and people like that who who said this is what it is yeah. um, but actually you're quite right there's some things you just think I don't know where that fits it's really. in between all of these different yeah. genres yeah. that you just have to say yeah. this is talk talk Yes, this is a talk talk sound yes um, and, and I think I, you know it, it makes them very very good because they've obviously just created something that just, just from their head and haven't thought okay we really need to make a you know, a good rock album, or mm. let's make a disco album yeah. you know like they would do in the 70s you know they'd probably sit around the studio and say let's make it I'm sure the Rolling Stones at some point said, let's make a disco song, you know, and then they did Miss You or whatever it was. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm sure that's how people thought. Yeah. But I do like a band like that, where actually, it's actually just one person, I think Mark, Mark Hollis, his name is, probably, mm-hmm. um, who just does something, you know, from the top of their head. Yeah. You know, just from within them, maybe, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. The yeah. music has just gotten much more creative. and. Uh, I think so. Mm. Yeah. The 80s mm. was... The kind of mid eighties, or was a bit, I don't know, Dr- dreary. For, for me, I felt it was just a bit dreary. Yeah, and a, bit, a bit, nothing much going on. Uh, well, I mean, way. the same isn't true for pop music. Pop music has always had yeah these. It's always been dominated by these like very similar sort of songs and yes. sounds. Yes. Uh, apparently, most modern pop music is written by just two di- two guys. Right, two people. The main right, songwriters are just two guys. Really, yeah. for for the whole world. Mm-hmm. That's great. Do you know their names? Well, not. Not for the whole world. I no, can't no, remember. But, but um, I th- I can, I it, it was a, it's a piece of information that's distributed distributed widely on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably not ex- exactly true. But of course it, not. Even if obviously if it's written, there by, are altures. If all the all the the pop music in the world is written by a hundred people. Right. There's still not many people. It's like it? like eighty percent of the pop music from America. Yes, yes. And then you get you still get unique artists. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to play a song by the Sugar Cubes. Uh, it's called Birthday. Can we wish someone happy birthday today? 27th, uh, 27th of February. It's not really their birthday yet, but uh, uh, on coming the 27th. Up, coming up this week. <laughs> coming up uh, yeah. three months from now, 
uh, Lionel Messi will be born in 1987. Really? Yes. Three months from now. Uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Lionel Messi. Uh, the greatest footballer in the world still. Probably, no, maybe not now. But, you know, I still have... One of the greats. One of the greats. Absolutely, absolutely superb player. Yep, uh, this is the Sugar Cubes and birthday. <laughs>
That was the Sugar Cubes and Birthday, all the way from sunny Iceland. And of course, um, a, a lead singer called Björk, who might have a future. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, feel, I don't remember. I don't remember Ronald Reagan going to to the Berlin Wall. Okay, but I remember hearing that for the first time because there's a line in there, and I think she sings, "She sews a bird in her knickers, into okay. her knickers," and it's one of those lyrics that I've never looked up because um, I thought that's just like a real kind of surreal kind of thing, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what they do in Iceland. It might be a I, phrase in Iceland. It might be a phrase in Iceland. Yeah. But then I'm reminded of, of course, the the misheard lyrics that people. You know, uh, you know oh, yeah. the Jimi Hendrix one where <laughs> yeah. you know, excuse me while I kiss this guy, yeah. rather than kiss the sky, <laughs> and and you know, there's there's lots of very amusing things that people hear in the song, isn't it? I think, oh, I always thought it was this, yeah. and actually, no, it's something quite quite different. But um, I must look it up and find out because I I'd well, like I'd like it to be she sews a bird in her into her knickers. Well, well, the way that we hear that we all hear language is completely different, yeah. just like how we smell different. Uh, we taste food differently, yeah. which is we don't take for granted yeah. because um, there's a gene, gene that um, changes your taste buds if you are eating cilantro or um, what they call it. What else do they call it? Cilantro. I don't know what um, that, what's that? It, it's a herb. Right. Um, if you eat it uh, and you have this certain gene, it will yeah. taste like soap. Right. And that's why some people absolutely hate cilantro right. because it tastes like soap, and that's reasonable. But for you know, people unless like you me, like the, unless you like the taste of soap, I, yeah. But that would make you that that would make you even weirder. Well, I don't see why not. You could probably like to like the taste of soap, couldn't you? Uh, or, or lemon? What? What? Are oh, you? Yeah, lemon flavored soap? Lemon soaps are quite nice. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Well, th- those kind of soaps. They're well, okay. Why not just eat a lemon flavored cake? I'm, I'm not saying I eat soap. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to make that you know suggestion but why, it, I mean why is that not weird to if you, you get it in your mouth when you're washing your face or something it might you might go oh that's okay it doesn't taste too bad have you ever tasted soap oh, of course I have yeah because I wash my face and I get actually accidentally get soap in my okay. mouth sometimes maybe possible anyway you keep talking about the genes so so one, one gene if you have a certain gene it makes the herb taste like soap and if you have another gene it makes it taste like the herb yeah right I've always wondered about taste, and this, this, we could talk for probably an hour on the fact that what, what, what you, what you taste when you have a tomato. How do I know that's the same as what I taste when I have a tomato? Well, it's not. No, it can't be. Because can when it? I, uh, so, so for example, I can't uh, stand really sour foods. So right. I can't eat grapefruit. It's just far too tart for me. Right. But other people can, and yes. more power to them. I yes. wish I could, but so are we both tasting exactly the same thing? I don't think we are. No, we can't become it. Yeah, you're tis- uh, people are tasting a delicious grapefruit. I'm yeah. tasting a really sour grapefruit. It's like with spice, spiciness. Yes. How some people are just overwhelmed with a vindaloo, but I can eat it quite fine. You eat the, the, like that su- just mean super that's hot just vindaloo, don't you? Well, it's yeah. like it's like how hot do you want it, and you just say as hot as you possibly can make yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good for you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but other people just can't handle it. I must, we, um, which we means must, we should try and eat this herb and see what happens. Mm. Just to see if it tastes like soap. Yeah, and a similar thing must happen with language, where yes. we must hear certain words more clearly than other other words. Yeah, yeah. Depending on our native language or what what we happen to be hearing at that time and and those kind of things. Mm. Anyway, I'll, I'm going to look it up. I'll just mention some a point. few more things about Sugar Cubes. Please. Um, they were the first Icelandic band to achieve international success with the album Life's Too Good. Uh-huh. And um, 
uh, yeah, and then after that, maybe a certain lead singer called Bjork will go on to have success as a solo artist and yeah. become the highest selling uh, Icelandic uh, musician of all time. Yes, internationally by far. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll see. I'm sure. She, I'm sure she might do. And and what genre would you put that in? That song, um, indie. Indie, such a such it's, it's, oh, it's no, a genre no. that just people sorry. say it's indie. I don't know, which means it, which means it, they don't know how how to take it. Uh, shoegazing, <laughs> yeah, sorry, a bit maybe bit of bit of shoegazing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, uh, this one's a bit easy to uh, categorise. I shouldn't have said indie. indie. It's okay, and that's how everyone yeah, said I it. In, in, in nineteen seven, people say that's do you like indie music? Oh, that would be indie music back then. Yeah. Yes. And people just say but, that, but uh, the modern day, it's kind of lost all meaning. Has it? Well, I think it has. I think, because I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I apologise. Independent meant it wasn't connected to a major recording company. Oh yeah. You know, and that's mm. how it came about, and that's what it meant. It meant it was underground. Indi- you know, people were doing it without any yeah. influence from. We're going to have a few more money. indie bands on this list. Oh, Proper we, indie bands, yeah. We, we possibly might do. Yeah, we'll have some more big black if that's all right.
Oh, there we go. What can we say? Uh, that was um, Napalm Death and a song called Scum from their album Scum and before that Bill Big Black and El Dopa, which has the great line, I've got a headache like a pillow. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's a good line. Isn't that great? Um, so categorize those for us. Um, <laughs> so uh, Napalm Death were pioneers of grindcore mm-hmm. and kind of good death metal. But you can um, hear it there, can't you? You can, you can hear it with the you can hear a lot of the growling yes. uh, death metal side. There's like two sides. There's the growling yes. vocals, and then there's the howling vocals. I think yes. the Floridian death metal band Death uh, were the ones that pioneered the howling technique, right. and these guys did mostly growling. Yes, um, they had a debut album called Scum in 1987, and uh, one what, famous fan of the band is Joko Widodo of who is the president of Indonesia. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. He likes Snake Arm Death? And, yes. and all the other, all those other bands from the 80s? Maybe. Like Extreme Noise Terror. He, he was, like he's one of the most yeah. famous fans of the band. Uh, and funnily enough... I never, um, I never knew that. Thank well, you for saying that. Not enough, but uh, Napalm Death actually endorsed um, Mr. Wododo when they heard he was a fan of the band, but then disowned him when uh, he did... Um, multiple high-profile arrests of foreigners who were smuggling drugs in the country. <laughs> right, okay. And he because dealt with them very harshly. I'm sure the band are probably, m- maybe, m- might like a... They have anarcho leanings. Yes, anarchist yes, leanings, yeah. They do, yeah. They do. Yeah. Uh, then Big Black uh, is a very non-politically correct band who explore lots of taboo subjects. Yes, um, they do. In fact, the uh, EP of The Headache... Uh, their original. Oh, don't tell. I remember. I remember seeing this. Go on. Uh, uh, yeah. Go on. Yes. yes uh, a topic. Uh, no. Do you want to? Yeah. Go on. Yes. Actually, I will. Uh, the original limited edition artwork of this band was forensic photos of an accident victim. Yes. And I won't go into the details of what. No. But it was. It was. It was horrible. very shocking. Yeah. But this. But the, the, so the man behind Big Black, or one of the people, is actually still a bit still Al- Albini, mm-hmm. who goes on to become one of the most prolific producers of music. You know. In in the nineties and and onwards, I mean, he's done you know thousands of albums for people. Yeah. You know, and just turns up and doesn't charge any money and just kind of produces an album for them. He's a pretty amazing sort of person. Yeah. Despite all his, um, like you say, <laughs> non politically correct um, leanings. Yeah. I don't know his leanings, but I just know well, that I don't, I don't think he he just wants to um, just challenge people, I guess, and. He's the f- ultimate, uh, um, I guess, well, just a good artist a, that a wants musician, to explore everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I see. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine that. I mean, I mean, part. I mean, everyone, everyone's upset when they see this image or, or images in in um, uh, in music, I, I, either on CD or album sleeves yeah. or, or record sleeves or something. But in a way, but actually, when you see and watch the TV. You know, you can see that when stuff. you have horror films that exactly. portray, portray it, yes, and then when you have um, these album art artwork of all of these like gory images, yes, that were in the eighties, yes, then you have this real forensic photo. Why are people outraged about the forensic photo? Yes, I know. Well, that's the real thing. I because it's a, because it's a real person, I guess, with a real because family. it's a real person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it's the reality fiction yes. thing. Yes, but we um, see war on TV, don't we? And it's mm. like, well, you know, there's, there's actually horrible images on television which comes into your living room but actually mm. if someone chooses to use it for a piece of mm. entertainment in inverted commas but um, uh, it's different if Steve Albini hadn't put that those that those photos onto his artwork uh, people wouldn't have discussed you know These or things. maybe thought about 
yeah. about Im- imagery in the media and imagery um, in the media what's acceptable and what isn't mm. yeah that kind of thing yeah love relationship with fiction yes that's yeah. true you can tell us about the man who flew into but into moscow because i'm really intrigued so this man was called matthias rust he was a west german citizen and he flew a small aeroplane yeah into moscow landing directly in the red square which right. is probably not important landmark in moscow yeah i uh, wish i wish i'm gonna do it right now that'd be good wouldn't it uh you probably wouldn't make it would you maybe not maybe the defense the russian defense has gone remarkably better yes uh Mephars rust was only 19 and he flew the plane undetected into soviet airspace right so that's what was really impressive yes um rust went on trial when he landed um he was greeted by some strangers and then he was arrested for violating Soviet airspace. He was, was sent on tri- he went on trial and was sentenced to four years in a labor camp, but was then released after 14 months after diplomats negotiated yeah. his release. Yeah. And um, this stunt basically humiliated the Soviets. Mm. It made their air, airspace look completely... Yes. Um, Particularly if you land in Red Square. Yeah, flawed. Like, hey, I can just land right in front of the crane, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it actually led to the defence minister and head of air defence fi- uh, to their resignations, their firings. Right. Yeah. So why did he do it? Do we know? Um, his motivation was actually to bring peace between the Soviets and the West. That's all he wanted. Right. And he flew that plane to uh, symbolically, I guess. Show that we're all one... Yeah, show that he cares village. about the Soviets and the Russians. and Yeah, let's all hold hands and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good, thank you. But instead he just got arrested and put two in a guys fired. <laughs> and got, and got ended up in a labour camp for 14 months, which is probably still traumatising him to this day. Yeah. You know, what a horrible experience. Mm. He was trying to do a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably best not to do good things, I think. <laughs> anyway. uh, this is a brand new band, R.E.M.
Continental drifted by Mountain Sand and a line Leonard Bernstein Liam had brass snap Lenny Bush and Lester Banks Birthday party Cheesecake Jelly bean Boom Symbiotic Patriotic Slam But nap Right R.E.M. and it's the end of the world as we know it and I feel fine so you've heard that as a, as a version before like a, like a cover version yeah I heard the punk cover first right yeah okay what's better um, they're both as good so yeah this is like really, song, isn't it, pl- really really upbeat and funnily yeah. sort of ironic yes in how it's, it's delivered but the yeah. punk version sounds more um, sarcastic and okay yeah right so I think they're both actually are yeah. good songs in their own right yeah yeah uh, yeah, good. It's a good, uh, good song indeed. Um, so, th- on that subject, it's the end of the world as we know it. Ronald Reagan went to the Berlin Wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went to uh, West Berlin and made a speech at the height of the Cold War. Right. And said um, to the leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, to tear down this wall. Did he? Yep. Right. And it was just to really press the advantage that America had. Yeah. Um, because by this time. Russia had a economy the size of Ameri- the American state of California. Yeah. So they were losing. Mm. And before Reagan got in, everyone was saying, oh, the Soviets are at the same level as us. They'd watch out. They're really powerful. Turns out they weren't as powerful mm. as America thought they were. Yeah. And uh, now they were really pressing and pressuring Gorbachev, who was the man who brought in all the reforms that would lead to the downfall of the Soviet Union. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, in Europe... Uh, the single uh, uh, European Act had become effective by July of 1987. So this European Economic Community um, was just a single market and, well, well, was just this community of nations to trade. But this um, was a promise to join together to form a single market and a single currency by the end of 1992, 1992 and this would usher in the European Union. Mm. So two big sort of events that would yeah. create future events happened right. in 1987 so, so for like Europe. The euro would be conceived, yeah. the currency. The currency, yeah. And that it would fall apart. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> uh, it's not looking too good for the e- EU right now. But um, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's one of the good things about doing this show where we, well, no, it's not a show, what is it called again? Um, a temporary occupation of the airwaves. That's it. Um, 
one of the things about doing a temporary occupation of the airways is that is that we can look back at stuff, you know, and you know just kind of smile really that it all looked so good at the time or you know and smile well, I'm smile. sort of wincing <laughs> or wince exactly mm. but like oh everyone thought that was a good idea and it wasn't or you know the fact that we can talk oh. about you know um, how history repeats itself I guess yeah and just just nothing really changes much in terms of the Cold War and and uh, political leaders who just kind of throw their weight around really well it's ignoring the fact that there are two big powers yeah. in the on the Eurasian sort of landmass and it's Germany and Russia yeah and they because of their large populations they'll always be the most important countries yeah. in that part of the world yeah that's true and you cannot ignore that there will always be tensions between those countries yeah as they try to pursue their own foreign uh, policy interests yeah true true anything else from 1987 um, anything funny no, anything I'm funny? There's no precious, like, no, I'm not saying. I thought the man landing his plane was quite funny until I found out he ended up in a labour camp for 14 mm. months. Yeah, but he got out. Yeah, but... Uh, not really. No, nothing funny don't happened. Don't have anything really funny. Anything yeah. interesting? What about technology? Give me a bit of technology. technology. What was invented in 1987? Um, so I'm putting you on the spot a bit. Uh, I know I should be able to remember, Jack, but I'm getting old. Uh-huh. And I can't remember what was invented in 1970. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's probably like terrible um, thing. Let me getting think. Uh, you know early onsets. Yeah, television. Television. Uh, television was not invented in 1987. No, no. But the work on the Channel Tunnel finally began. Ah, oh, yeah. This year, great. Um, Kitty Little was did invented it, as well. Didn't, didn't didn't like a famous politician kind of break the first thing for the channel of Margaret Thatcher or something I could like, see that. like with a pickaxe yeah, and, and a yellow that. helmet on I'm sure I remember that hmm. kitty litter yeah cat litter was invented in 1987 wow it took that long to invent cat litter <laughs> yeah which is just really sand anyway isn't it yeah it's just sand really, just pretty much for cats to like um, DNA evidence was used to convict a criminal uh, for the first time right. in 1987 right in England yeah um Apparently, 1987 was shortened by one second to adjust to the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> okay. That's that's probably the best thing we've heard all evening. It wasn't a full year. It was a second less. Yeah. Now, who does that? I mean, who does that? Mathematicians. Yeah, but who that's who. who. But people don't sit... I mean, who sits around and changes my clock, like, by one second and stuff? And Mathematicians. But that doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> so I've always been a second out since 1987. Well, no, they shortened it to adjust to the going calendar, so you wouldn't be a second, you know, ahead, ahead yeah. or behind, or behind, or yeah. whatever. Mm. So I'm now in tune with the Gregorian calendar. Yep. Oh, that's just weird, isn't it? Mm. Don't you think? Or it's just me? You tell that to a mathematician. <laughs> well, I would if I knew any. Yeah, mm. I don't know any. Anyway, let's have some more music. Uh, this is the fall.
that was the fall and hit the north uh, from the album The Friends Experiment uh, so that's pretty much all we've got time for really uh, we're going to uh, say goodbye yeah nothing else you want to say about 1987 no uh, we'll save, save some for next week yeah because yeah. we're back next week uh, for our second part of 1987 so uh, listen in if you can uh, we're going to end with uh, some more genre kind of defining stuff really so mm. really uh, this is from the two most prominent um, hip hop musicians in the late 80s Absolutely, the most famous hip hop duo. Yes, and, and clearly the best, I think. But mm. you know, really, really good. Uh, Eric yeah. B. and Rakim, uh, and this is called "I Know You Got Soul." Have a good week. See you later. Good night. Good night. Just talk about that. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a strong rhyme to step to. Think of how many weeks shows you slept through. Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you Thinking of this, you keep repeating your mess The rhyme from the microphone solo with So you sit by the radio and on the dial soon As you hear it, pump up the volume Dance with the speaker till you hear it blow Then plug in a headphone, cause here it go It's a full letter word when it's heard to control Your body to dance So, dot text the tempo like a red alert Reach it, your reflex and let it work when this is playing, you can't get stuck with the steps. So can say, and I'ma still come up with a get to be swift. Follow the leader, the rhyme ago. Death with the record that was mixed a long time ago. It could be done, but only I could do it. For those that could dance and clap your hands to it. I start to think, and then I sink into the paper like I was in. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the line. I escape when I finish the rhyme. I got soul, soul, soul. Like this might tempt me to pose, show my rings in my fat gold chain. Grab the mic like I'm on soul train, but I wait, cause I master this. Let the others go first so the brothers don't miss. Eric B, break the sticks. Rock him will begin when you make the mix. I'll experiment like a scientist. You wanna rhyme? You gotta sign my list, cause I'ma manifest and bless the mic I'll hold. You wanna next? Then you gotta have soul. Cause if you ain't got it, I'ma make an encore. Take the mic, make the people respond for the R. Cause that's the way it'll have to be If you wanna get on after me Think about it, wait, erase your rhyme Forget it, and don't waste your time Cause I'll be in the crowd if you ain't controlling it Drop the mic, you shouldn't be holding it This is how it should be done This style is identical to none Some try to make it sound like this But you're getting me So upset that I'm wet cause you're sweating me I drip steam like a microphone theme Ego to MC is my theme I get hype when I hear a drum roll, rock him is on the mic, and you know I got soul. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got, you got, you got, you got it. I got soul. You got it. That's why I came to teach those who can't say my name. First of all, I'm the soloist, the soul controller. Rock him gets stronger as I get older. Constant elevation cause expansion. I write my rhymes while I'm cool in my mansion. They put it on tape and in the city I test it. Then on the radio, the R's request it. You listen to it, the concept might break you. Cause almost anyone can relate to. Whoever's out of hand, I'ma give them handles. Light them up, blow them out like candles. Or should I just let them out? 
to give them a hand so they can see how I felt. I'm not bold just cause I rock gold, rock cameras on the mic, and you know I got soul. Soul, soul, soul. You got, you got, you got it. See what you got. Get off the mic for it get too hot. I wanna see which posse can dance the best. It should be easy, cause the beat is fresh. Now feel from uptown, Brooklyn bound, the Bronx, Queens, a Long Island sound. Even other states come right and exact. It ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Since you came here, you have to show and prove and do that dance until it don't move. That's all you need is soul, self-esteem, and release. The rest is up to you. Rock him or say peace. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.